With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, good one, Webby. I'll stick it to him as well. No problem. Uh, now, some big stories and important matches this weekend. Firstly, though, Webby, the Wayne book, uh, complete, as we said before. What is the exact release date, Webby? September 12th. Looking forward to it? Yes. Yeah. He's been living rent-free in my head for too long, Wayne has Bennett. You? I'm very, very happy with the book, and thank God it's gone to the printer. Has, has it made you more enamoured with what he's achieved or less? I have to say, look, he, it gave me... Oh, God. Great you, question, Dan. Yeah, I, yeah. great question. No, but, yeah, yeah, it, nah. It's really... It's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Thank you for asking it. Um, <laughs> I, I can't help but, like, for... He's a very... He's an unbelievably complex person, far more complex than I ever thought he would... That I, when I, That's why I wanted to do the book, because he's a really interesting, complex person and, and coach and, and, and lived an interesting life, but far more complex than I thought, mm. and that's why it took so long to write it, and that's why it's 125,000 words. Mm. Wow. Um, but I could, I just can't help but have admiration for him. I know all his faults, and I think he knows it too, and he admits it. But the thing that I can't get that, that makes me so um, admire him so much is that he came, you know, his father left him, walked down the family when he was 12. He was basically the father figure and, the, you know, he led the way for his family. He, um, he had two disabled children and while, while juggling a coaching career, um, yet still managed to be the author of his own life and have been an outrageous success that he's become. And, you know, but also human and also made mistakes. And mm. um, it, he's, yeah, I just, at the end of the day, who's keeping score of like, you know, mm. of the good and the bad things that he's yeah. done? I think, I think he did, he's done remarkably well with, despite everything that he's had to endure <laughs> and get past. So mm. I, I can't help but admire that. You'll never honest. hear the, the uh, Wayne Bennett and Spartacus again in the same <laughs> sentence, but I'm reading a book on Spartacus, right, huh? And when Kirk Douglas had to portray him, he said there's two Spartacus. There was either big Spartacus or small Spartacus. And the big Spartacus was the all-conquering hero that just was confident and no matter what he did, he never did any wrong, always backed himself super confident. And the small Spartacus was a man who did great things but still had insecurities and shortcomings. Oh. And he found the small Spartacus more interesting than the big spot. Stop the presses. I want to put that in there. That's, but that, that's that's him, you know. Yeah. And I just, you know, Maddie, you've read it. Like it's yep, it's awesome. Uh, it's it's thank you. But it's like um, just you know, for the, diff, the the real struggle for Bennett, the older that he's gotten, the more he's coached, is this struggle between you know trying to be a decent human being and a, and a and living up to those values that he holds so dear, and being a coach, and you know. You can't be a coach without getting your hands dirty, I, I, and particularly for that long and that successful. There, there's never been a coach that I've come across that hasn't had hypocrisies. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, but I think people, because Wayne has got such a strong sense of morality, which he likes to preach and likes yep. to tell everyone about, so when he when he fails them himself, people just seize on it and jump on it. In my experience with Wayne, when you know something was promised to me and then it wasn't delivered, 
I just appreciated that he was just like, oh, did I? Sorry. Rather than deflecting and making out like it never happened. And this, this wasn't a big deal. It was he, you know, I was supposed to start the season, didn't start the season. So it's not a big deal. But I, I think it's really interesting that he's gone so long at so many different clubs through so many different generations. And yes, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are some players that are uh, that have had a bad experience with him. But even if you do have a bad experience with him, he, you still appreciate everything that he gave you. Mm. And I, he just has this really good relationship where you can appreciate the situation he was in, but also appreciate that above, below everything, you knew he cared for you. Is he as calculating as he comes across in certain ways? Yeah. Like you always think, well, Wayne's got an ulterior motive for saying that or for doing that. hundred percent. Yeah, right. Okay. I think so. Although I think he, I think he shoots from the hip more now than he ever did. You know, I think he just, you know, he's, look, you just see it in his media conferences. He, 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 he's so much more open than he ever used to be, except for mm. the other day. <laughs> well, that was old Wayne. I'll just say this about Wayne. Um, it's stuff that he does that people don't know about. There's a young guy who was a uh, Gold Coast Titan. Uh, you'll read about him so- soon. It's going to come probably not young Joseph, who comes from beautiful Samoan family. Uh, who doing incredibly tough? Where he is, he's quadriplegic in a freak accident on a football field. Anyway, myself and Gordy said, "Mate, we've got to do something for the family." So we've organised a fundraiser up there. And I said, "Who should we get?" And we said, "Righto, how about uh, the two two blokes?" Um, we had two in mind. One is Cameron Smith. Smithy said, "Yep, no problem." And uh, and Gordy said, "I'll reach out to Wayne." And Wayne said. Absolutely, I'll be there no matter what I've got on, and I'm looking forward to it. There you go. Mm. So that's he, he does that, and I, I've seen it, and I write about it a lot in the book. Like there's the way that he's helped players that are that can no longer be a benefit to him in his squad that are on the way out that yeah. are injured, and he still looks after them and cares for them, and like people don't see that side of him. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's one Broncos executive who said to me, "Look, it's hard for me to shit on Wayne because he's." Because I, I I've seen the good that he does that no one else does, mm. you know. Yeah. But there's, as I said, he's a, he's a very complex man. Look at look at Darius Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Under any other coach, he probably would have come in and out. You know, he, he's had such a tougher upbringing, Darius Boyd, and Wayne identified that and just brought out the best in him, made him the best he could be. Boys, uh, I did like the press conference attracted a lot of attention. <laughs> I got to say, like, okay, I I I loved it. I just found it so entertaining. I would rather listen see that because it was a performance i would rather see that than someone just sitting there bagging the referee mm. whinging about his team whinging about different calls cliches yeah, cliches yeah i've got no doubt it's because he had dreadlocks the bloke and i'll tell a story i'll give up a story that's in the book so when he got to um south uh, in 2019 and Angus Crichton had left, remember, and went to the Roosters. And there was photos of Angus on the first day of training, and he had like he had the sort of the big mohawky sort of haircut. And Wayne, and Wayne has confirmed this to me, and so have players. He, he walked in, he said, "If any of you blokes turn up with a haircut like that, you won't be playing first grade." Well, I'll back that because when I was coming through as a rookie, I, I don't know why I did. I dyed my hair black. I rocked up to training. He said, if that hair isn't back to what it was by tomorrow, you're out of the top squad. That's, it's like a school principal. Yeah. And get rid of that rat's tail. Yeah. Yeah, he, did. he made Darius, he said, Darius and Sam Thiday, if they don't cut their rat's tail, they're not playing first grade on the weekend. Wow. Oh, yeah. fantastic. It's like Alex Ferguson used to say, unless you've played uh, 60 EPL games, your boots must be black. <laughs> no no color, no white boots, no silver boots. Uh, again, another segue, Sam Burgess, who, of course, was... Uh, once a South player once said to me, 
that uh, Sam Burgess was Wayne's most effective cattle prod and that half-time, if a player was underperforming, that he would go over there, Sam, and he'd walk over and have a word in his ear. Sam Burgess has accepted the job at the Warrington Wolves. I have, I am certain, absolutely sh sure thing that I, I, Sam Burgess will be, have a long coaching career and be, in my opinion, one of the great coaches. Yeah. He and Malcolm Reilly, who's best coach I ever had, they are like twins, both Yorkshiremen, both tough, uncompromising men. Both have got great leadership. Both have got presence. When both walk into a room, everyone pays attention. I've got no doubts. Sam will go away to Warrington for those two seasons. He'll be back after two years. He'll be coaching one of the NRL Premier Clubs. Mm, yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I think that his biggest challenge isn't his own ability to coach or lead men. It'll be building a team around him that uh, complement what he does. Because I think a lot of coaches, you know, we hear stories about Wayne where they go, well, is he an XE and O guy? No, he's not. He's a leader of men. He's a guy that gets the best set of players. And that's exactly what Sam is. So I think his biggest challenge will not be about his own ability. It'll be about getting, getting assistant coaches that can take care of all the other stuff yep. because he'll be able to get the boys up and get them playing the best they can play. I, I spoke to James Graham during the week about it and he said, mate, people sort of see Sam and they remember him as the player and like all the – you know, the gutsy stuff that he did. He was like the warrior and, you know, never took a backward step, real leader on the field. But he said that, don't let that discount his football intelligence. Yeah. And he said he's like a really, really smart, got a really smart football brain and and he's also ambitious. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he really, that's it's something that he wants. So, it, it, I, I don't know, I talked to a few other coaches about it. Um, it's... <laughs> A lot of coaches, like, you've got to do a big, long apprenticeship these days. Mm. You know what I mean? And Sam hasn't really done that. But if anyone can sort of – and I suppose Benji's the, the great example of it now. Like, But if anyone can bucket, you reckon yeah. – Well, I but, reckon, but him going, I reckon him going to Warrington perfect. Is, is perfect for him it, a, for an NRL career. Because when you go over there to England, you are understaffed. You don't have the all the luxuries in coaching and uh, strength and conditioning you've got here. And you've got to lot, do a lot more. You know, Madge, Trent Robinson went over there. And basically, over there, you've got to work triple time mm. to get success. Right. What does he, this mean for the Rabbitohs, you reckon? Because he's he's the, the connection, as you said, to the playing group. He's I, the guy you send in. It, it's really interesting. It's got, it's a big loss, particularly where the Rabbitohs sit right now. Mm. I, I Look, I think I, they're saying uh, Jason Dimitro is going to do an extension. Look, I'd, I'd have any money that in, in the future... Sam, that they got him earmarked to be to come, come back, back and be a coach. Yeah. Sam, look, and the other thing that separates, I've seen a lot of really, really smart, excellent coaches just fold under the pressure of the furnace. So many. One is, and it, and it really is what separates them these days. With assistant coaches doing a lot of that stuff, Beak, it is the the coach's ability to handle pressure, which is almost primary. Mm. Sam will do it on his ear. Mm. How he handled pressure as a player. More to the point, how he's handled pressure in life in the last three years yeah. and on. just gone through it. Mm. Mm. I've got to say, during some of the most tumultuous periods in his life, you know, he was, we were working with him and we'd go away, myself and Fletcher and Heine, just go, mate, this bloke's Superman. It's just, he never, never changed. Oh, it was like how the he ability played. to comp yeah, compartmentalise and just go, nah, that's what I'm focusing on. He'd like even, but even like when it was going on when he was during his career, I know off the field, and then he just, you know, Bang. walk across the line, get it done, win a grand final. We'll take a break after the break. Raging Bull movie of the week.